Do you ever have the days where you're super excited in the morning about all the things you're going to get done that day? You wrote it all down and you know exactly what you're going to do, the big things that you need to accomplish, as well as all the little tasks. And then somehow at the end of the day, you look back and you're super frustrated because you can see every single time where you procrastinated. Oh my gosh, we have all been there. And I'm not even going to continue with that story because that only is going to make us feel worse. (laughs) Today's episode is going to be short. I only want to share a few things today because often when we're really looking to make a change, we just need a few key ideas to get us going. I'm going to give you three effective strategies that you're going to use that will help you conquer procrastination. I also am going to give you two book recommendations on this topic because I know you're going to love those as well. So let's get into it. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next step so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, Meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. One of the most important things to know about procrastination is that it is a form of a self-regulation failure. We fail to regulate our behavior to achieve our goals. So the most important thing to understand here is that as humans, we usually give in to feel good. And we give in to those impulsive urges. We would much rather feel good than do something we don't want to do. So when we're faced with a task we don't want to do, we could feel a number of emotions. We could feel frustrated or angry or anxious or bored or depressed, anything like that. We just don't want to do that task. So we seek to just feel good at that moment. When we're faced with that, the issue is that short-term mood repair usually wins out. We want to eliminate that negative mood now. So we give in to feeling good. I'm sure you can relate because I think we all do this. So the more we do this, then the more we reinforce our procrastination. It's like a vicious cycle. Another thing to note here before we get into the strategies is that we really have a flawed way of thinking and then that leads to more procrastination. There are many tendencies we as humans have. We might underestimate the time things will take and overestimate how much we can do. And then sometimes we prefer tomorrow instead of today. We think, oh, let's just do that tomorrow. We think irrationally about the task at hand or our ability to finish the task. Those are just a few, but there's always an excuse for waiting another day or being off task, isn't there? Have you ever said to yourself, oh, it's not due for a couple of more weeks? Or, I can do that work in a couple hours. I don't have to do that now. Or how about this? I work better under pressure. (laughs) Have you ever said any one of those? I'm sure I have too. And so, of course, I'll leave all the information in the show notes, but I am learning this from listening to a few of my favorite experts on the topic and reading their books. One expert is Dr. Tim Pitchell. I spoke of him before in an earlier episode, episode 10, Procrastination, How to Stop Putting Things Off, if you happen to to have heard that. 
and I'll share the book that he wrote in a minute. It is one of my book recommendations in the episode, so I'll get to that. But I wanted to highlight these things before we get into the three strategies because you're going to see more clearly how they're going to work. Okay, so let's get into the three strategies. And just like we talked about, the flawed way of thinking, that knowledge is going to help us identify how we need to begin changing. We could learn to identify things that we say or do as triggers or flags to help us begin to change. And this is the first part of the first strategy to identify those triggers. As soon as you think or hear yourself say something that will lead to procrastination, such as, oh, I could do that later, it's not due for weeks, use that as your trigger. Identify and say to yourself, okay, here it comes, I'm about to procrastinate. Or if you find yourself rationalizing that you work better under pressure and you begin to put that work away to do something more fun, that right there, that's your trigger or your flag. And according to Dr. Pitchell, this truly is the first step in conquering procrastination. The first step at that moment of procrastination is to stay put. Even though you'd rather run away from whatever it is that you need to do, You'd rather give in to feel good at the moment, right? But he says to stay right where you are and start to do something on whatever it is you're trying not to do. Then this goes right along with the second part of the strategy. And this is what he calls the implementation intention, where you're implementing an if-then kind of thinking. If I say something like, I work better under pressure, or I'll feel like doing more of this tomorrow, I will catch myself and then add, I'll get started on the job and work for one hour. This kind of thing. Remember, we have a form of self-deception, a thinking bias. And so what we need to do here is say, if this, then this. It's a strategy. And we're gonna use this along with the trigger that you've identified. So let's take an example. If you find yourself saying, oh, that won't take long. It'll only take me a couple hours to do that. Let that be your flag to say, I'm gonna stop. And then you're gonna say, if I say that, then I will not delay and I'm gonna sit down and get going on it right away. That's the if then. So you have to identify what those are for you. And you can have a list of them, actually. There's several things that we procrastinate on daily. And to write those down, because really we can get in a habit of procrastinating, right? So we could list those. If I come home and immediately want to sit on the couch, then I'm going to walk past the couch, get into my workout clothes, and go downstairs and work out or whatever it is you procrastinate and what your trigger will be. That was the strategy. And I also want to say this, getting started sometimes is really one of the hardest parts, but it's not everything. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but there's so much power in just getting started. For example, once we get started on something, it's not half as bad as what we were thinking it was going to be. Isn't that the truth? And then even if we don't finish the task or the project all in one sitting, we have done something on it. And then the next day, we feel better about ourselves. We feel more in control then after we get something done and then we're more optimistic and that gives us momentum. And progress, the fact that we made progress on that 
that makes us feel happier. We talk a lot about progress on the, on the podcast, right? That feel makes us feel happier, more satisfied, and all of those positive emotions help to motivate us even more and to stay on track. Moving on to the second strategy, and it is eliminating distractions after we get started. So it's not just getting started, it's how to keep going. So maybe you get started and you start writing that report and you got a few pages done, but then one of your girlfriends called to chat or wanted you to meet her for a drink. And ooh, it's so tempting, right? You say to yourself, ah, that's enough for today. I'll feel like doing more tomorrow. And we can all relate to that. So this is also part of the procrastination problem and we all relate to it. So this is about eliminating distractions or limiting them. And there are a lot of things here that I I could list, but the other book I'm going to talk about and recommend is wonderful with this particular strategy and goes into such great detail. I highly recommend that book. I'll tell you in a minute. So let's just talk about a couple right here. We're going to minimize the obvious distractions, such as shutting our door, shutting off the ringer on our phone, hitting the focus on our computer, all of those things that are obviously talked about a lot and sometimes we never do. But we're also going to do two other things. One is to make sure you've eaten a good meal. Doesn't that really help you focus? Have you ever tried to sit down and work and you just can't think straight or you're just not focusing well? And it's probably because your blood sugar isn't level and you're hungry or you just had a bunch of sugar. (laughs) That really is going to be helpful when you can sit down and focus And that will keep you from procrastinating. And then the third thing is really decide on what social settings you're going to need. And that's that are ideal for you to get your work done and to self-regulate. There's so much here. I don't I don't want to keep going on all of the distractions, but I will tell you about the book. Before that, I want to tell you the third strategy. And it's so good. And it is not just to plan. It is to be specific in your planning. I have three parts to this. The first part is time. Vague and poorly defined timeframes just kind of relieve us from any accountability. Isn't that true? We don't feel any pressure. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't specify a time. So we don't live up to the plan. Instead, we need to specify a time and a place when we're going to get that stuff done. For example, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for two hours, I'm going to spend on that project. That's how we're going to get specific with the time. And then the second part of this is we're going to build our intention around conditional statements like if X, then Y. And this is all about our cues. Research shows that specifying a cue for an action, which is the X in the statement, increases our ability to follow through, which is the Y. So think like this. This Saturday morning when I have finished my run, which is the cue, I'm going to spend three hours getting my work done at 11 o'clock. It's building on something that you always do to do something new. And another benefit of this is that it just frees up our mental space. So we don't have to think about it. We know that our cue, whatever we do on Saturday morning, is our cue to do this new thing. And we are going to work three hours Saturday morning at 11 o'clock to tackle our project. And the third part of this is specific action. We need to avoid the broad, abstract action statements like, I'm going to finish this whole project. (laughs) That's overwhelming. Instead, state specific actions like, I'm going to write five pages. 
If you don't have clarity in what you're going to do, it's often going to add confusion and increase your feelings of overwhelm around that project. And also, it's difficult to feel a sense of accomplishment when you don't have specifics written down because there won't be any feeling like, oh, I got that done. So if you say, I'll write five pages and you finish those five pages, then you're going to feel so good and motivated that you accomplish something. Even a little bit of progress on a goal is enough to feed our motivation. And also clear action, what you're going to do to finish also gives you the okay to stop, right? So if you don't feel like doing more, you feel like, okay, I finished that. I'm good. I don't have to do any more right now. All right. I told you I'd make this short. So let me share the two incredible books that I just love on this topic. And one of the books is from Dr. Tim Pitchell. And it's called Solving the Procrastination Puzzle, A Concise Guide to Strategies for Change. This book, even though it's short, it is so impactful. You will get so much out of it. I truly can't say enough about it. And then the second book, another amazing book, is called Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life by Nir Eyal. Nir Eyal is an accomplished author and former lecturer at Stanford's Graduate School of Business. This is the book that I told you about that goes into a lot about making time for focused work, managing external interruptions, and preventing unnecessary distractions. It's really so good. I'm sure you're going to love both of these books if you're really wanting to stop procrastinating and boost your own productivity. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, identify your triggers or flags when you're about to procrastinate and then implement the if-then intentions. And you could actually have a list of them. Remember, it's not about thinking about this just one time. It's about writing them down, getting to know those triggers, and taking the right action until it becomes almost automatic. Number two, eliminate all distractions, where you work, how you work. And this is even thinking strategically about when, when you're going to tackle the most important tasks when you're not going to be hungry, this kind of thing. And then number three, get specific about your planning. That includes having a specific time, plan around a common cue, and then be specific about your action of what you're going to do. Three great strategies from the experts and two great books to help you on your journey. And I just want to end with a quote from Dr. Pitchell. And he says this in his book, if you are committed to change, I know what you will learn here is going to make a difference. I love that. And I hope you found this helpful. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.